Welcome to Jumping with Jackson. I'm your host, Jackson. Today with me, I'm my guest, Dre. What's happening? AKA Duke the Boss Man. What's happening? Dre is a poet, uh, nonprofit starter who also is a rapper, uh, Bay Area native. And tell us, uh, how excited are you about your first jump today? Pretty excited, man. I've always wanted to do this shit. I'm glad to enable my friends. I want to be enabled by you. It's all good. Throw me out of a plane anytime you want. I'm taking <laughs> you up on that offer. That's exactly what we're, we're doing today. I have a plane today, people. Yes. Yes. And you know what? We'll tell you more about him later. Let's go do that jump. Let's get out of here. Get in the plane. I'm going to narrate the skydive again this week, and we got Dre hanging in the door here, ready to exit. Out they go. Went to a nice inversion here. It's upside down and they've got the drogue out and they're getting stable. Camera guy is writing himself and flying back under Dre. We're finally gonna get a look at his face here. Ah, Dre's looking goofy. Smiling though, thumbs up. He is enjoying himself. Oh, now they're gonna start doing some turns. They're doing 360s. They're spinning around one way. I'll give it a stop. Spin around the other way. <laughs> now is the time where it's really sinking into Dre that, oh, I'm still falling. You can see it in his face. <laughs> yep, still falling. Woo! Just cameraman did a barrel roll there and pulling the chute. Dre's back under canopy. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we are back with Jumping with Jackson. I am still Jackson. And I am still Dre, sort of. Uh, <laughs> how was your first skydive? Shit was amazing. It was kind of crazy. I jumped out of a motherfucking airplane. On purpose. On purpose. And the plane was not about to crash. Uh, uh, so, voluntarily, jumped out of that motherfucker. Because it was fun. It was absolutely hella fun. Yeah. Yes, it was. Feel like hella high right now. Just I, all I, types of right? adrenaline like coursing through me. Yeah. It's a really good high, right? It's a really good high. I like it. Ah. I do. I enjoy it. I will do it again. I will do it again. Yes. Yeah. Enabling people's addiction to the sky. Holy shit. That shit was crazy. So what was your favorite part of the jump? Uh, actually jumping out of the fucking airplane. Like the exit from yeah, the plane. the exit from the plane. It was like, am I really about to do this? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will vouch. He didn't look scared at all. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It, well, okay. So there's a follow-up question. Like, rating your near-death experiences, where does skydiving even rate? With the well, near-death experience. Until though. the fucking guy started doing the collapse thing, I didn't think I was going to die at all. But as soon as he started making the fucking parachute look like it wasn't working anymore, I was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Stop it. Stop it. He's like, no, no, we do that. And I was like, don't do it anymore, then. <laughs> fucking just don't do it anymore. Stop making a parachute look like it's not working, dog. <laughs> fuck, that shit fucked me up. That was the only part I was just like, blood, I don't like this shit. <laughs> Everything else was cool. Cool. So yeah. favorite part exiting, least favorite part when they're fucking with you. Yes. Okay. Yes. They do do that. Yes. They will do that. 
Yes, and then he, he fucking did the turns, and like it looked, it seemed like while we were doing the turn, we just kind of did it like a little, you know, donut, yeah. and we kept going. And I was like, <laughs> are we gonna stop? It's <laughs> peeling off that altitude. Yeah, and then man. like, I guess the winds picked up, and we couldn't come down for a little bit, so we just stayed up there hanging out. Mm-hmm. Winds change. Yeah. 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 That was some shit. So let's talk more about who Dre is, since part of the reason yes. we pick you uh-huh. is because you're an interesting person with an interesting life. So they say. And so they interesting say. things so going say. on. Yes. Yeah, tell us about you. Well, don't tell us about you. Tell the people who don't know you who you are. I mean, I'm just a guy. Just a guy. I'm just, I'm just one man out of one billion, you know? And uh, I, I appreciate art, so I try to express myself through every art form that I can touch on. Um, started with poetry um, and found my way into doing music. I started doing poetry because I couldn't rap on beat. My homies would be after school, uh, freestyling, like seventh, eighth grade, and I'd step to the mic and just be like, blah, and then retreat to the corner and just be like, that's not a rap, that's a poem. <laughs> yeah. If you can't rap, be a poet. Exactly, exactly. Fair. And then someone uh, offered me money to rap, and I was like, for that amount of money, I absolutely can. I can well write, I can rap, yeah. I'll figure out to get I'll on the beat. I'll figure it out, yeah. <laughs> if Man. you pay me, I'll do it well. That's exactly what happened. I think that might be your life mantra. It should be. I think it is. You have just coined it. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> Done. Right yeah. here. Live! Yes. <laughs> Trademark. Oof. Still so high. Uh, yes, this is why I love skydiving. Jesus Christ, man. But yeah, there's you know just shit going on in the bay. Just trying to keep everything afloat. Shout out to Jackson for making the Oakland team poetry slam. I mean, team Oakland right here. Yes, you feel me? Yeah. Uh, You're uh, native Bay Area, right? I am from Oakland. Yes, sir. Born, raised Oakland. Dying breed. Yeah. Being gentrified out real quick. Yeah, it's it's getting ugly out there. But what was that like growing up though? Uh, what minus the white people? Plus, minus, the, uh, minus. <laughs> the whole, the whole uh, ad against subtracted. Uh, I mean, it was great. I mean, there's it, Oakland is so diverse. You know, it's not like anywhere else in the in the in the country for that matter. Like, you could go to Berkeley and eat at 15 different countries on one block. So, yeah, I love growing up in the Bay. It was perfect, minus the the violence and all that shit. Uh, what, what, what was, what was yeah. the violence? Yeah, uh, the violence. I mean, I grew up in East Oakland, uh, so lived maybe for about six years straight uh, through high school—not six years in high school, me—but the four years in high school and two years after I was in high school, every year was a record-breaking year for murders. And Damn. I was—I mean, like affected like a bunch of my family members and friends, close co- uh, comrades had been murdered, like through acts of violence. You know, and it's like. Personal murders, just like people that know people got beef with people, and what kind of stuff? Uh, well, my little sister, she got murdered in 2007. She was no 2008. Uh, she was 15, and she was Jesus. murdered with uh, her cousin, who was 16, and she was with a dude, and his brother had been murdered. Well, not the dude. They were going to kick it with some dudes. This other person who uh, murdered my, my sister, um, his brother had been murdered, and so he was going to be forced back into the system, and his brother was the only person he cared about in life. And rather than to be put back in the foster system, uh, he went 
and sought revenge and tried to kill anyone that he thought had anything to do with it. So when he got to the van, the dudes that my sister were kicking with, he thought they, they had, had something to do with it. And when he got in the van, he wrote one of my brothers a letter from prison and was like, look, I did not want to do that, but I knew that when I saw them in the van that I couldn't let them live. So, Fuck. yeah. I mean, it's crazy. That is fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the foster care system is so fucked up. Yeah, I mean, this, this fucking kid was so scared to go back into the system that he went on a fucking killing spree, you know? Like, that's 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 the problem. Like, not, not the fact that, I mean, it's a problem that he did kill my sister, but the problem is that he didn't have a fucking support. He didn't have anywhere else to he go. He didn't have anywhere else to go. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. So with that background, and, you're doing something very different. And yeah. Very you're helping kids. Constructive. And, like, making their lives better. So, like, talk about that, what uh, you're doing. So me and my buddy Patrick, shout out, Patrick. Uh, we started, Who is also going to be on an episode coming up. <laughs> coming so, up. like, yep. watch out for that one. Um, we started a nonprofit, uh, first called Digital Storytellers, and now it's called Bay Area Creatives. Uh, we teach writing and performance workshops all over the Bay Area to elementary, middle school, high school students. Um, doing social justice workshops and using art to create change. But art. we use poetry as the tool uh, in the social justice workshops. Yeah. It's, I yeah. thought it was really interesting when you were talking about it earlier. That you were saying what a change it had in people, just the ability to learn to really communicate themselves. Right. I mean, because the problem that I've seen growing up and, you know, going through the public school system is that the, the teachers don't understand how the students are receiving and keeping the information. So one of the tools we use is identifying how the youth retain the information. Are they a tangible learner? Are they an audible learner? Are they a visual learner? Teaching people how to teach is a very important part. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what's missing. I believe, like a lot of these Teach for America kids, you know, come in and think they're gonna help out, but then they're only doing their hours and then they bounce. and leaving the young folks, they don't give a shit. They're not trying. They're not even trying to learn how to be an educator. Like, they just want to come for the paycheck. And that's cool. That's what you're supposed to do at a job. But this is a labor of love. And these are cultivating young minds that are going through shit. Like, real shit. They're living in a war zone. 90% of them have single-parent homes. 80% of them are under the poverty line. Reading below their grade level. And it's not because they can't read is because the teacher didn't communicate with them and teach them in the way that they're they, getting, the attention. They're getting right. get the attention they need. I mean, so much of learning disability is I could learn this stuff if you knew how to teach it to me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, I struggled with that. Yeah. You know, once I got audiobooks and a different way to learn, I excelled in school. Yeah, exactly. But it took too long and I wish someone was there to help. And, like, I'm glad that that's part of what you're doing. Yeah. That's something I, tr I genuinely appreciate. Hey, man, that's what, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, so, as, like, do you personally have any, like, like, fears that seem sillier now that you've gone, like, skydiving and done something that, like, you hadn't done before? That you're like, yeah, no, this is just one more notch in the life experience 
I mean, that, like, <clears throat> my bucket list is extensive, and yeah. I, I'm attempting to cross all that shit off. And Just, skydiving was in the top ten of my bucket list. When all right, I, when hey, I hey, there we go. So this was gonna happen. I'm I not was, gonna go fucking surfing or no shit like that. You know, there's sharks out there. Right. I mean, there's like a one in a million chance that I could. Sharknado is a thing, but it's not really a thing. <laughs> but there's fucking real sharks out there in that real water, and there's a one in a million chance that I could get attacked by one. I'd rather not put myself in a position. To be attacked by a motherfucking shark. The motherfucker that packed the chute, he's jumped out of a plane thousands of times. So I trusted that the chute would open and yeah. that I would land back safely to the ground. That's okay. I'm with that. But that shit, nah, I ain't doing no shit like that, bro. Ain't bruh. going up That's against out. no nature. I ain't going up against nature. Fuck nature wins every time. Predator. No, I'm not. Yeah. No, cool. No, I'm not supposed to be out there. Fuck that. We're what? just fu- we're just fucking with gravity. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm afraid like, of sharks. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, <laughs> I'm afraid of motherfucking sharks. Fair. That's that's a valid fear. Yeah, they are an apex predator. That makes sense to be what, afraid of. Do them. you have any other fears? You don't strike me as the kind of gentleman that has too many fears. Um, I have like weird irrational fears. Let's see. Uh, like uh, all right. So like peeing in public. Like I. I'm afraid. <laughs> if I was afraid of that, I'd already be dead. Like, it's, like, it's like, imagine being accosted while you're midstream. You know? Pants around the ankles, your dick's out, okay? Somebody, somebody like, jumps you. Someone jumps you. You're now peeing on yourself. Wait, in a friendly way they jump you or in an angry way no, they jump and they, you? And they, they're beating your ass. They're beating your ass, okay? And you're, peeing, you're on, now peeing funny. on yourself. Your pants around your ankles, you can't run, and you can't probably defend yourself. So, uh, chill, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's somewhat of an irrational fear, but that does actually make sense. Yeah, you know, if someone jumps you while you're peeing, pee on them. Well, that's the strategy. Pee in their face. Yeah, it's like... (laughs) Right, use your dick as a weapon. I mean... (laughs) Just not going to pee outside. Or, I mean, I'll pee outside, but, like, not in a place where I could be accosted. Fair enough. So, somewhere where there's a door and some distance between you and anybody Bam. else. Yes. <laughs> that reminds me, I was uh, I had broken my wheelchair. I was living with this guy, and I'm, I'm walking. And, like, if you're too drunk for, for San Francisco in the Tenderloin, you are too drunk, period. That's a that's a solid statement. Uh, and so yeah. I'm, I'm staggering downhill, and this woman goes, Are you okay? I'm worried about you. I was like... How fucked am I right now? Yeah. You know what? I need to take a beat. So I, I take a breath. I slow down. And I was like, you know what? I need to pee. And I'm wearing my, my, long, my long trench coat. I was like, fuck it. So I just whip my dick out and start pissing. A lo- uh, large gust of wind just blows my trench coat back. I feel like I'm Batman pissing in an alleyway. Uh-huh. Dude walks right by, sees me, and just goes... Have a nice day. <laughs> this is also the Tenderloin, so that's yeah. not... People, like, it's human shit. Hey, it was par for the place. course. You were just but, part of the ambiance. Yeah, right. And, like, the most... Yeah, like, that's not even the best part. The best part is someone was, like... Someone saw me the next week, and they saw me back in my chair. They was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you're back in your chair. I was really worried. I was like, you're the first person who gets it. Like, <laughs> yes, my life is better in the chair. You understand. It's funny. I remember that a bunch of people thought you were doing better because you're walking around with a cane. I said, no, fuck walking. Walking sucks. Shit didn't just heal. <laughs> like, no, this is worse. Give me my chair back. Like, oh, it's so hard to explain to people. <laughs> yeah. So Dre, you're not on the poetry team. How no. did that happen? Uh, well, I started uh, doing Poetry Slam in 2000, um, and I had been on several national slam teams. I have won a couple national competitions. Uh, so I am retired from the co- from the competition of slam. I uh, produce wow. and run the Oakland Poetry Slam now. I coach. 
but yeah, slam isn't something that I need to do. No more there's competition. Just, yeah, you got a, got enough golds. Yeah, there's a there's a ceiling that you hit uh, doing poetry slam, and it, after you hit that ceiling, you have to expand. So, Tell us about that. Where are you expanding to? I know I know you're doing the nonprofit and uh, well, a I mean, bit music. Uh, also, coaching Team Oakland. Coaching Team Oakland is part uh, of the thing. <clears throat> just uh, practice out of the art forms. I just recently got into burlesque. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Tell them about Manarchy. Manarchy is a cool oh, yeah, spot. Manarchy's dope as shit. So it's like a, it's an all male dance review, um, all male identified dance review. Yeah, yeah. And um, my first one was the Black Manarchy for February. So it was all black, male identified uh, performers, and I did a poem while doing burlesque. Interesting. It was fucking awesome. It was great. I made like 400 bucks. Wait, let's back up. Yeah. It wasn't playing in the background. He was actually performing yeah. the thing yeah, I was performing while taking while his clothes, clothes off. off. Yeah. Like some strip people. Poetry. Strip poetry. Yeah. Yes. Like I'm that takes. Stripping poet. <laughs> like not just multi-talented, but simultaneous multi-talented. Yeah, that shit was not easy. Like, I mean, I'm in the poetry group. Shout out Darwin Clementines. That's my, that's my, that's my troop right there. Um, but I mean, I've, I've worked with burlesque dancers for like a decade, so taking notes and kind of just applied that shit. So when you hit a ceiling or something, you take all that shit you applied and, go to, the next and go to the next thing and apply that to the next thing and apply that to the next thing. So you have to keep evolving if I'm, you want to be an artist. I'm curious uh, about the burlesque because the only time I, I've ever seen is female burlesque. Yeah. yeah. Is there any spin you guys put on it when you do male burlesque? Or is it it's, it's still the, the, pretty much the same beats, right? I mean, every artist has their own thing, but... It's it's. I've been to a couple of the shows because it is a great place to bring a date. Like if you're a dude and you want to impress a girl, like bring her to Manarchy. Like yes, I'm comfortable <laughs> with my sexuality. Yeah, let's go watch beautiful men take their clothes off, and then you're gonna go home with me. Like that's everybody wins. Everybody like, wins. Everybody still wins this equation. I'm just like yeah, let's have fun. Let's go to the show, and yeah, it's fucking fun. Like yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, so I have like. Three or four uh, burlesque shows booked for the summer so far. So I'm like transforming a bunch of my spoken word pieces into burlesque. Interesting. Yeah. How do you, how do you go about such a thing? <laughs> uh, study. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of studying and having, just watching people take their clothes off, you know, having, like intent, yeah, really intense. I mean, also, <laughs> like our community of uh, of artists, they're, they're like they're dope as shit, and a lot of them are some of the best at what they do. Like, I can attest to that. Hubba fact. Hubba Review is the third best burlesque show in the world, and a lot of those people that work with that burlesque show are my friends. So. I just asked my friends. Yeah, <laughs> I got yeah. dope ass friends. It's a good way to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no dope people. Yeah. <laughs> that is fail upwards. That's exactly. Surround nice. yourself with talented ass people and just fail upwards. Exactly. Nice. Uh, so yeah. Also, anybody in Hubba Hubba who wants to come jump with us, talk to us. Send us a message. Let us know. Hell yeah. Like, yeah. We're up for it. What else did we want to talk about? Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I'm I'm glad your jump went well. Are you going to come back? Oh, yeah, I'm jumping again. Yeah. I'm definitely uh, jumping out of the airplane again. That's fucking happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hopefully it won't take six hours. But, yeah. We'll get that manifest yeah. shit sorted out. Yeah, well, that... the fucking chick forgot to put us on the fucking thing. Yeah, so that... we could have been sitting there all day, and she just goes, ah, the last jump of the day! Oh, what a suck, balls. It's yeah. all, it probably cost us about an hour or two, probably about two hours. We're probably going to have gotten this done in four hours. That's our fuck up. It's all right. Yeah. We're here. We got learning, it done. <laughs> learning from our every effort we're learning from. Well yeah. worth the wait. I'm okay with it. Also, I told you I would take you skydiving on your birthday. Now I am not a liar. Nope. That is, that's that's great. important. Fuck yes. 
I'm happy we did this. Although I think yes. what happened on your birthday. Was oh yes, let's talk about that. So, uh, so I I was very excited to take Dre jumping on his birthday. His birthday fell on a Tuesday. They don't jump on Tuesday. They usually jump Wednesday through Sunday. And so I was like, all right, let's jump on Wednesday. Then the weather sucked. So I was like, hey, Dre, um, just checking in about the skydive. He's like, hey, by the way, do you have a sawzaw or a skill saw? I just got a cow that I need to cut up. Can I come over to your spot and cut up a cow? I was like, sure. Yeah, let's let's do that. Yeah. So, yeah, so you bro. got a full cow. Well, a living I mean, cow. I, I, okay, I, okay. I, I slaughtered. I, it had been slaughtered. We didn't kill it in my backyard. I didn't kill the cow in his backyard. We yeah. killed the cow at my buddy's farm. But I, yeah, I got a uh, side of beef for my birthday because uh, me and my buddy was doing a barbecue for our birthday. So I figured just call my homeboy and just buy buy ourselves bunch a, of beef, yeah. a whole bunch of beef. Uh, but I didn't realize that I didn't have the tools. I just like cut it in smaller pieces so we could fit it in the car. Cause you can't put the whole fucking side of beef in the trunk. You so, mean you don't have a cow size, you know, cooler? <laughs> just no, chilling? No, no, no cow size cooler. We <laughs> threw that bitch in a garbage bag. Uh, and then drove around trying to find tools to then f finish cutting up the cows. In which case, Jackson came through with the saws on. I think that's really interesting, man. A lot of people don't, wouldn't even think to slaughter and butcher their own meat. I mean, I'm a chef, so I, my, my appreciation for food is tremendous. So that's another one of your talents that I mean yeah. like talking about how good of you cook you are is kind of mean because this is radio They can't eat your food. They can't smell the food. Just like yeah. Yeah, he's good at cooking. Like, yeah. Yeah I got my culinary degree when I was 15 um, And we didn't even touch on that. Till yeah, no, I mean, yeah <laughs> That's why that's why yeah, that's why I was able to do the cow and like you make me want to cook you dinner. I want to cook. Yeah, I want to cook. I want to cook now too. I'm hungry as shit. Like, yeah. I got those three barbecues in my backyard, so you know. <sighs> yeah. We could go cook. We could, we could go cook. Let's do that. We can go cook a meal right now. That's we what we do. Gonna, that. That's what we're gonna find. Right, you know what? Fuck it. We're gonna end the episode there, and we're gonna go. We're gonna eat. go cook. Yeah, we're gonna go cook some food. So, come jump with us. Uh, Jumping with Jackson, motherfuckers. Hell yeah. See you on the next one. Deuces.